Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, February 6th, and we start with local news. Columbia's city park system could be getting a new addition or two as the city is considering a feasibility study to determine a location for a new skate park and splash pad. The study, which will be overseen by Kimley Horn and Associates, will cost approximately $43,200 and go before a Columbia City Council vote this month. Ultimately, it will determine whether a skate park and splash pad can be constructed, as well as its location, cost, and design. Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said a major element to the study will be gathering public input. This is a strategic planning goal from last year, which basically will give us all of the information, public input, other evaluations, to make sure we are good stewards of taxpayer money, Reagan said. It will give the public a chance to say what they would like to see moving forward. That way we can make sure what we are doing is what the public wants, he said. Reagan added that there will be opportunities in the future for citizens to meet with Kimley Horn representatives, most likely at a future council meeting, to discuss details of the study. They will come in and give the public a chance to speak for or against it, just opening it up to the general public, Reagan said. A lot of these meetings, from my experience in the past, are people who want a certain design, feature, or what they would like to see. For example, with skate parks, there are a lot of different designs, some with dramatic differences in cost. Councilman Danny Coleman said having the public giving its input is very important to the design process. I know there's a Facebook group that's all about Columbia needs a skate park, and so there are a lot of people ready to give their input, Coleman said. Reagan concluded, saying that his department hopes to gather any public input from anywhere possible. We'll do whatever is best for the city of Columbia and its population, Reagan said. Commissioned in response to the needs of both new and existing employers in Murray County, a new talent attraction campaign was launched to welcome, hire, and support new residents and workers. The campaign, created by the Murray County Chamber of Commerce and Economic Alliance, the county's chamber and economic department, also focuses on how the area is sparking innovation, growing small businesses, and offering unique cultural, recreational, and educational opportunities. Murray County is the ideal place to move, find a successful career, and have a great quality of life, said Murray Alliance President Will Evans. We're eager to promote Murray County. The, the job opportunities that are here, the ability to grow, the high quality of life to people who may be looking to move, he said. As one of the fa- state's fastest growing counties, Murray County, Tennessee has already seen an influx of new people along with billions of dollars in economic investment. The campaign's theme, We're Ready, showcases this momentum and how the county has prepared for growth. We're ready is the ideal way to describe Murray County and the momentum that's been building here, Evans said. We're truly ready as a community to grow and welcome new residents from all over the world, he said. The campaign is aimed at new talent, but build around people who have made Murray County what it is, ranging from educators and artists to entrepreneurs and industry leaders. Murray County is desirable because of the people who already call it home, Evans said. This campaign recognizes how we've become the ideal place to work and live while also eyeing the future. The campaign, which is one piece of Align Murray, Murray Alliance's larger workforce development initiative, 
also showcases amenities and quality of life perks county residents enjoy. We have a top-rated healthcare system, great schools, and a vibrant business community, said Russ Adcox, 2022 chair of the Alliance's Align Murray Steering Committee. We also have some of the greatest natural resources around, and most importantly, a strong sense of community. It's easy to be known and get involved, he said. After reviewing the results of the workforce alignment study conducted in 2020 by Boyette Strategic Advisors, the steering committee singled out the talent attraction campaign as one of the top priorities. Workforce development has always been a focus of the Murray Alliance, but we realized we also needed to attract new talent to Murray County, Adcock said. Our employers are hiring and they are looking for people willing to relocate to our community. Murray Alliance Vice President of Economic Development Travis Groth said the county and its communities, including Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Spring Hill, offer a mix of city and country life. I relocated here myself and have lived in a lot of different places. This is a Goldilocks community, he said. It's close to Nashville, so you have the amenities and can get to the airport, but just far enough that you have a more relaxed pace. You can breathe. People are kind and friendly. It's a real community, he said. The campaign's primary audience is workers who have who can help service the county's growing advanced manufacturing and healthcare industries. CNC machine operators, industrial maintenance technicians, welders, and nurses, Growth said, are in particularly high demand, as are K-12 teachers, engineers, and leaders at all levels. Growth said the county's already thriving community of local restaurants, event venues, retail shops, and other businesses will grow alongside industry. The campaign will feature storytelling about Murray County and its people on a variety of platforms, as well as targeted advertising, outreach efforts, and a dedicated campaign website, www.murrayisready.com. A new art exhibit recognizing Black History Month is now on display in the Columbia Welcome Center, located at 713 North Main Street. The exhibit, featuring local artist James Spearman, will be on display through the month of February. It is free to view the exhibit and open to the public during operating hours. That's Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Sunday, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Art can be purchased directly through the artist. James Spearman received his Bachelor of Fine Arts degree at Wayne State University, specializing in interior architectural design and space planning. He was commissioned by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, in partnership with Ford Motor Company and the Arts League of Michigan to paint a piece entitled Soul of Rock in 2004. The image was selected as the signature piece for their brochure and traveling exhibit. He was commissioned by the Martin Luther King Jr. Task Force out of Smithfield, Michigan in 2015 to sculpt and create a bronze metal bust of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which is on permanent display in the main lobby of the Southfield Library in Southfield, Michigan. He has received commissions to paint many portraits and subjects of interest and has exhibited in several cities nationally. His work is owned by many collectors. He and his wife owned and managed Dell Gallery, an artist gallery in Lathrop Village, Michigan. His teaching experience includes more than 18 years teaching live art workshops for the Arts League of Michigan. After he and his wife moved to Columbia, Tennessee in 2007, he has taught live and virtual art workshops with the Healing Arts Project. Spearman says he considers himself a realist using a primary medium of oil on canvas. His preferred subject is figurative, but he enjoys painting portraits, landscapes, and animals, 
with an emphasis on sensitivity, strength, and beauty in his images. You can find out more about James Spearman by visiting the exhibit or see samples of his work online at www.jamesspearmangallery.com. Here's an opportunity to support a great organization in Colombia. Harvest Share Food Pantry is holding their annual Soup and Bowl event on Saturday, February 11th at the Memorial Building from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Adult tickets are $10 and child tickets ages 5 through 10 are $5. You can enjoy wonderful food from local restaurants, take home a free soup bowl, and bid on your favorite items during the silent auction. Tickets can be purchased at the Harvest Share Food Pantry located at 419 West 9th Street at the door at the day of the event, or you can call Amanda Taylor at 260-350-1119. Please join us in helping Harvest Share continue their work in Columbia. The City of Columbia Public Works Department is hosting a Name a Snowplow contest. The public is invited to submit the best and most creative names for four of the city's snowplows. You can submit your entry via email at pwfb at columbiatn.com. The winning names will be assigned to the snowplows at the City of Columbia Public Works facility. Winners will receive a $25 gift card, an opportunity to have your photo made with your winning snowplow, and be recognized at the Columbia City Council meeting to be held on Thursday, March 9th at 5.30 p.m. Here are the regulations for the contest. There is only one entry per person allowed. Entries are limited to no more than 30 characters, including letters and spaces, and one or two words. Entries will be accepted in order received, and duplicated names and entries will be excluded. Members and staff of the City of Columbia are not eligible to enter. No profanity or inappropriate language is allowed, and no politically inspired names either. The voting period is from now until February 9th at 3.30 p.m. Public Works employees will vote on submission submitted names. Winning names will be announced on February 17th. Winners will be notified by phone or email taken from their entry form. Each of the winners will receive a $25 gift card. Winners will be recognized at the March 9th City Council meeting. Elementary school winners will have an opportunity to have their winning snowplow appear at their school And winners will be published on Facebook, Instagram, and the City of Columbia website. The City of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The city is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process as it will reflect and symbolize our community. Designs can be submitted at the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique, using meaningful meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. 
A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I am also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term lasting effects, he said. Nathaniel Bliss is eager to see the end result of the process. I chose the flag design competition as my Eagle Scout project because I am interested in flags and what they represent, as well as the impact they have on a community, stated Bliss. I recognized that Columbia did not have a flag and felt it was time our city got one. A flag symbolizes a city, its history, culture, and people. It unifies the community and provides something to rally around. As a proud resident of Columbia, I thought our historic city deserves such an important symbol, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, one, submitting an original flag design by March 15th, two, the competition is limited to Columbia residents only, three, no compensation will be given for any design submitted, four, only one entry per resident, and five, all ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, you can visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com forward slash 727 forward slash Columbia dash flag dash project. Columbia State Community College welcomes Aubrey Logan to the Cherry Theater on February 9th as part of the first Farmers Performance Series. She's a singer, trombone player, songwriter, and performer. It would have been a lot easier if Aubrey Logan would have just picked one, but she's never been one to be pigeonholed. She lives her life outside of the box, and that makes her difficult to define. That's okay with her because she purposefully defies definition. She's still known as a world-class singer-instrumentalist, but she's revealed that there's so much more. We expect this show to be fun with great energy, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Bring your Valentine for an enjoyable night of entertainment, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 each plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To charge tickets by phone using a major credit card, you can call 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the prior administrative building on the Columbia campus Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7 o'clock. The Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of clouds and sun today with a high that will reach 64 degrees with winds out of the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies and a low of around 45. Winds will be coming out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home.
Throughout the country, buried pipelines are indicated by a pipeline right-of-way. A long, wide stretch of grass cleared of trees and marked with signs. If you have a right-of-way near your home, do not plant anything in it or dig in it. Do not install a fence or build your kids a super cool fort without first getting the pipeline operator's approval. For more on pipeline safety, visit pipesafety.org. A message from the Tennessee Gas Association, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee Republicans filed bills last week to exert their control over the governing boards for Nashville's airport, Nissan Stadium, Bridgestone Arena, and other Music City landmarks. The new bills would remake the boards and give state lawmakers and the governor the power to appoint the majority of the members. The legislation comes as the battle between Democratic-led Nashville and legislative Republicans continues to heat up and as the city's politics experience a major shakeup. Nashville Mayor Jim Cooper last week announced he would not run for re-election, setting the stage for a wide-open August mayoral election. Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson of Franklin introduced a bill to defund Music City Center, another venue whose board of directors is currently appointed by the mayor, and another bill to by House Majority Leader William Lamberth of Portland could shrink the size of the 40-member Metro Council to no more than 20 members. Lamberth said in a statement the new bills would improve the makeup of the boards to reflect the interest of all Tennessee taxpayers. The people of this state have a compelling interest in protecting their investments, and this bill will provide them with more oversight and better representation, Lamberth said. The airport is largely privately funded with airline ticket and parking fees, but it does not receive I'm sorry, but it does receive federal and state grants on occasion. Nashville International Airport President and CEO Doug Krulin sent a statement on behalf of the board reiterating their continued professionalism amid political upheaval. Since 1970, the Metropolitan Nashville Airport Authority has operated effectively and independently to serve Middle Tennessee and surrounding counties. As a major economic engine for the region, Nashville International Airport and John C. Toon Airport generate more than $10 billion in annual economic impact, Krulin said. Regarding the proposed state legislation, the airport authority is respectful of the legislative process and will engage with lawmakers to gain insight concerning this bill. As one of the fastest-growing airports in the country, BNA remains committed to serving our community through best-in-class facilities, air service, and customer experience, he said. Nashville officials are planning to fight the state in court if the bill passes, Metro Law Director Wallace Dietz said in a statement on Wednesday. There is no rational basis to create different rules that apply solely to Metro Nashville, Dietz said. Any legislation that does so can create grounds for litigation, he said. A lawsuit to obtain public records has been filed in the ongoing fight to preserve the Lick Creek Waterway in Hickman County. Friends of Lick Creek, a community environmental group based in Hickman, working to preserve the Lick Creek Waterway from a proposed sewage treatment plant, announced Tuesday that it filed a lawsuit to obtain public records from the Water Authority of Dixon County after the company did not comply to several records requests. The requested records involve public documents detailing the Water Authority's proposed sewage treatment plant in Hickman County and its plans to discharge waste into Lick Creek. 
concerns over the plant gained momentum last year when it was discovered that the plant was the potential has the potential to discharge up to 12 million gallons of waste a day into Lick Creek, raising concerns over possible flooding, contaminated wells, and environmental damage. According to a statement from Friends of Lick Creek, the lawsuit alleges that Water Authority erected hurdles and imposed conditions on access to its records, effectively denying the Friends of Lick Creek the public records. Friends of Lick Creek is asking the court to order the Water Authority to produce the requested public records. The Water Authority of Dixon County declined to comment on the pending litigation, but in a statement last week, Executive Director Michael Adams said the utility has been in communication with Save Lick Creek's attorney regarding the records and has responded in good faith to his request for public records falling under open records laws. Given the matter is now before the court, the Water Authority of Dixon County cannot comment about pending litigation, Adams said. The law firm of Butler Snow LLP filed the petition in the Chancery Court of D- Dixon County on behalf of Friends of Lick Creek. Rhodes Hart, Friends of Lick Creek co-founder, said he is not surprised by the Water Authority's resistance to complying with the public records requests. Transparency has been a problem since the beginning. Hart said in a statement, for example, the WADC did not properly disclose their intent to build a sewage treatment plant in Hickman County and has continuously kept vital information from the public, including a potential site for the new plant. If the WADC insists on dumping waste from neighboring counties into an exceptional Tennessee water, it could at least abide by the law, he said. Tennessee Coalition for Open Government supports the group's efforts. For the sake of citizens' trust and confidence in organizations, transparency and respect for the law is of the utmost importance, said Deborah Fisher, the Open Government Group's executive director. The wastewater treatment facility was proposed by the Water Authority of Dixon County following the increasing strain Middle Tennessee's booming population is putting on the agency's three other treatment centers. The Water Agency has stated that its three other wastewater treatment plants in Dixon and Williamson counties are all nearing 95% capacity, and that a plant in East Hickman is critical for population growth over the next two decades. While an exact location for the treatment plant has yet to be determined, Lick Creek has been eyed as the best option because of its size as a large tributary. Other options, such as expanding current facilities or building a pipeline under Interstate 40 to the Cumberland River, would be too costly and wouldn't be enough for future growth, the agency has said. But a large number of Hickman County residents disagree, advocating for the preservation of Lick Creek, which empties into the Duck River, a major water supply for much of the rural county's farmlands and a river labeled as one of the most biodiverse in North America. Hickman County commissioners have stated that they will that they were never consulted on the potential project. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Cool Springs Galleria is spreading love by giving away $300 worth of gift cards. You can take a photo in front of the love display on the upper level next to Annie Ann's, then scan the QR code to enter or text the word Valentine to the number 615-823-2660. The mall shared... Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so we want to spread the love and treat you to $300 in gift cards so you can celebrate with a cute outfit, a gift, and a nice meal, date optional. These are the gift cards you will receive, $100 to Connor's Steak and Seafood, $100 to Pandora, $50 to Altered State, and $50 to Edelweiss Boutique. The winner will be notified tomorrow via text. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.